Angie Martinez in Real Life Podcast. First of all, thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. No, thank you, because, you know, you do this podcast and you want to talk to people that you actually, you know, I want to talk to people that I like, that I'm inspired by, that, um, and a lot of, that, that I feel like I'm going to learn something from the conversation. And a lot of people at that level are at very high level who don't uh, do a lot of this type of thing. Well, I appreciate it. I didn't know. I never knew you liked me. So thank you. Stop it. <laughs> you, you stop it right now. I go to every Derek Jeter gala. I go to the golf tour. I went to the golf yeah, tournament we'll, this year. We'll get to golf in a little bit. Let's, we'll let's start slow. We okay, don't want good. to Sorry, take a turn for the worse at the beginning. We even maybe have partied once or twice in the 90s in well, the streets. I, I, I tried to not remember. Come on. You I, but it's probably right. You're probably right. You did. You were not always the quiet, I don't go anywhere, Derek. I saw you outside in the street. Different world. Different world back then. <laughs> no know. phones. No phones, no social media. Yeah, you're right. Thank God. Those were the good old days. How are you? How is life? I'm doing good. How is yes, new life? I, this is a it, new life for you. It is very new life. I mean, I have three girls. I know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, see you with the little uh, charm necklaces on. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's so cute. Five, three and a half, and nine months. Best thing ever. I Best know. Best thing ever. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to okay. that, too. So I don't want to get get too fast. I have a lot of questions about you as, right. as dad and family man. So the, this series of conversations <clears throat> is about superpowers, right? Mm-hmm. So I always think about, because what I think of someone's, like someone at your level inspires all of us in different ways. And some people might think it's your discipline or your work ethic or, and I was thinking about that on the way in about one of the things that I've always been inspired by you is your like humble confidence. And you could talk your talk and talk, but there was always like a humbleness to it. Is that something you think about that you create that that is instilled in you? Or is that just like a natural... I, first of all, it's a good question. I just never really, ever from a young age, I never really got along with people that were overly cocky. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think you have to have confidence in anything. That's how you have success. Yeah. You have to be very confident. Yeah. Um, but I was always just like, actions speak louder than words. So, um, and I also, look, I play a sport that's going to humble you. Now, you fail 70% of the time, go to all Is that the real number? Is that a real number? Yeah, I mean, I, but I hit 310 in my career, so 69% of the time I failed, and you go to the Hall of Fame, right? So it's a right. very humbling sport. So yeah. if you're not humble to begin with, you're going to learn that lesson early on. So I think that it's, it's more of maybe who I am as a person. Yeah, but you, is there ever like a line? Do you ever cross the line? Do because you, you have from the outside, we always you walk that line so perfectly. But are there times where you're like, the confidence kicks in a little too extra hard, or the humbleness maybe hurts you a little bit too much? You know, I don't. You know, I, I don't think so, Angie. Because look, I played in New York for twenty years, and yeah. you can't fool New Yorkers. Yeah. You know, if if. if you can try. You may be able to do it for a year or two, but ultimately they're going to find out who you are as a person. So, I mean, look, everyone has personalities that I think come out a little bit more when you're amongst friends. Yeah. You know, I'm sure we get on the golf course, it might be a little bit different, even though I'm not good at golf. But uh, you, might, you might see another side. I might try to get in your head a little How bit. How is that for you to not be good at something? <laughs> There's a lot of things I'm not good at. Really? Like, I just don't <laughs> share it with the world. But is it no. uncomfortable? No. Because I, I understand that in order to be good at anything, it takes time. Mm-hmm. You don't just wake up and you're good at something, okay. right? It takes a lot of work. So, 
Yeah, but you, there's the thing about you. Even when I was, when I went to your golf tournament, I was like, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm going to play with people. And you're like, you're going to dominate. Yes. Yeah, and I, you said it so strongly that I actually, like, I thought, oh, God, I've been thinking about things wrong. Like, do you attack everything that way? You got to have confidence. You do. I Even mean, if you know yeah, you're yeah. not good yet, you still should you should still I, say you know I'm going to dominate. Yeah, because you know what I, I think in order for you to grow as a person, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. You know, comfort and growth don't go together. No. Right? You have to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so dive in and, and no matter how you look at it, everyone's doing something for the first time. You could be an expert at something. There still was a day you did it for the first time. Yeah. So I think you just gotta keep that in mind. I've done it. 100 times and I'm still I see you I, I see you we'll get to it we'll get to it okay we'll get to the <laughs> I golf really want, I really want to be good Derek I really do I mean, I'm right there with you <laughs> do you think that is what I think that about you that it's one of your superpowers is that that, that confidence and that hum, that combination of humble and, and, and confidence at the same time that's just my impression of you but what do you think what do you think yours are like if you had to think about in life and in your career also what are the things that make you that you're most proud of about yourself or most unique about I yourself? I think, you know, in order to be successful in anything you do, you have to first be passionate about it. Mm -hmm. If you're not passionate about it, you're not going to work at it. You're not going to put the time in. Mm -hmm. It's got to mean something to you. And I can't make you be passionate about it. I mean, you talk about playing with teammates. I can't. You know, I want to win more than anyone. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't make you want to win. Mm -hmm. right? You either have it in you or you don't. Um, so that's why one thing, you know, we talk about having three kids and, and, you know, I'm joking with them now, what do you want to be when you get older? But I want them to find the thing that they're passionate about and I'll be there to support them. Mm -hmm. But it all starts with, with passion. Passion, but the level, I'm talking about the level that you operate <clears throat> with, or the greats operate, the Serena, how Serena operates, how Kobe operated, how LeBron operates. There's this like thing that maybe you can I'm, I'm always fascinated by it i don't know if i can protect like just uh, word it properly but there's um there's a calmness it's like a you're like a you attack things with you want to win this is desire to strong desire to win but there's also a calmness in those moments i was watching i just watched in the car your three thousand moment mm -hmm. which is like <laughs> it's like you can't you couldn't have written that it was so great but to be able to deliver that it has to be like you have to go to the you have to go out there with a calmness right yeah but what I is think that preparation uh-huh you know repetition you do something over and over and over and over and over again once you get in that moment it's not new you know you always hear a lot of times athletes say the game slows down or it speeds up uh -huh. well it speeds up if you're not prepared you know mm. if you're prepared the game actually slows down for you so I've always, you know, throughout my career, any moment I'm in, I've already played it over in my head. I've worked on it. So once you get in that moment, it's nothing new. So I think that's what keeps you calm. It's that's just being prepared. Yeah. There's times, the thing is that, so I'm a com very competitive person. Right. Like a crazy person. I've <laughs> seen it, right? Sometimes it, it makes me perform poorly because I want it so bad. Right. If I'm playing pool and I had a great game, it's the eight ball, and I fumble because I'm I'm ready to because I I want to win so bad yeah. that I fumble. I imagine you do not have that same problem. Well, no, look, it it, it if you're going to be good at anything, it takes time too. Yeah, and it takes patience. Um, you know, one thing I always like to ask people that have been successful is what's your biggest failure along the way. You know, I think you learn from other people's failures. People assume you wake up 
one day and all of a sudden, here you are, you're in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. No, it doesn't work like that. It takes a lot of years. Um, so I, I, I just think it's just so much work has to go into it. There's no magic formula. You don't wake up and you're good at something. You have to have patience along the way, even though I don't have a lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to learn patience. And once again, you know, I, I've come from a sport where it's you get a hit or you don't. You win a game or you don't, right? Mm -hmm. It's instant gratification or failure. And uh, life doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. There's disappointment in that, though, no? Sometimes, in those moments, like you said, yeah, yeah, there's, 60, yeah, 70%. Yeah, you disappoint, but you learn from it. Yeah. You know, I'm not afraid to fail. I've failed a lot. You know, mm -hmm. you talk about being in big moments. I've struck out before. I, made I don't remember before. any of those. I only remember the highlight reel. <laughs> I, the highlight you. reel is I've what all I remember you. of you. Yeah, that's what I do. I just keep feeding you highlight reels. Um, but no, it's 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 you can't be afraid to fail. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not afraid of failure. People I'm, say that, but really to live that way is a really remarkable thing. But my mind, I, I, I also believe the last thing you think is the first thing you do. Go back to golf, okay? So, okay, there, break that down for me. You're, you're golfing. Don't hit it left. Don't hit it left. Don't hit it left. What do you do? You hit it hit left. left. Right? So the last thing you think is the first thing you do, which is why I didn't like to surround myself with negativity. Mm -hmm. I didn't like to read about it. You know, my mind always, before I was in a moment, my mind would always go back to a time I had success. I remember in high school, I had a game-winning three-point shot my sophomore year. And at that point, moving forward, every big shot, I wanted to take it. Because right. my mind went back to the, the time I made it. Uh -huh. Now, I missed a lot of them, obviously. I don't remember. That's why I stopped playing basketball <laughs> after high school. But um, that's where my mind went. That's good. So your last thought... Tell me again the quote. It's the last, last thing you think, think is the first thing you do. First thing you do. I'm going to try that. I right. go back out on the course. Last thing I think is the first thing. Oh, you still have to have some talent too, but. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Well, that comes with work and practice and persistence mm -hmm. and dedication and all the things that you have and all the greatness that comes with you. Um, I saw something else. I love the doc. It's so good. Thank you. Because Thank we you. do see the fiery side of Derek. You're always so humble. You're always so gracious. You always say the right thing. But I saw a little glimpse of that fire inside the doc. Yeah. You know what? I, I was so hesitant. I wanted no part of doing a documentary. Why? Because, you know, I just think, one, I, I, I sometimes I think people aren't going to be interested. Right? That's what you think. Come on. Um, but then, two, there's some things that, you know, there's still some things I didn't share, right? There, there are things you keep private. Mm -hmm. And I've said it before. Once the toothpaste is out of the tube, you can't put it back in. And I, um, it started with I wanted to, to film the potential Hall of Fame call that I was going to get mm -hmm. and film the induction ceremony. And it turned into a larger discussion of, you know, why don't we do a documentary on your career? And I was like, absolutely not. Really? Absolutely not. Yeah, because you're going to have to talk about this. You're going to talk about that. I'm just not going to do it. And then I said, hey, you know what? Um, somebody may do one at some point, so you might as well get mm. your story out. And one thing that I wanted to do was every situation I was in or every situation where it was a perceived conflict, mm -hmm. I wanted the other person to be able to talk about it as well. Mm. It was not a puff piece. Uh, I wanted to be open. I wanted to be honest. I wanted other people to be honest to how they felt. Yeah. So um, I think we were yeah, able to capture were. it. Yeah. 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 It's so, so I, good. So well thank done. You. Thank you. So Love now that. I'm happy. I, I have it for, you know, my kids at some point to watch. There was a moment that I was, I just told you, I just watched the, the 3000 hit this morning in the car. And there was a moment where you, um, 
everybody's like going crazy and the signs and the teams and standing up and like you're quiet and you're calm, you're excited. You go into the dugout and so I'm watching it and then you stop yourself and you go back out to the field. And I just was like, that's really dope. <laughs> it was like you were having this moment and you were and people were in your team with the, within yourself and you it was like I don't know what maybe I made this up in my mind but the way it looked to me was Sounds that, like a good story, yeah. It's, it's such keep, a good story. I could narrate from you should have called me for the doc. I, know, I would right? have told this. Did something happen there? Do you remember that or do you not? I, I don't remember that moment mm. in particular, but but I do think a lot of times when there's a lot going on around, you have to take a moment. I mean, it could be a second, could be 2 seconds, could yeah. be a 30 seconds, could be a minute, yeah. but you do need to take some time for yourself. And I think we talked about before, just slow things down for a minute. Yeah. Well, I thought about the fact that perhaps you, you gave that to the crowd and you wanted to give them a moment. And I've seen you uh, just take your fans into consideration. And I just wonder how much, I guess I'm asking like in your career, in your life, how much do you give, how much of what you do is for out the outside versus for yourself? <clears throat> Well, I think first it starts with doing things for yourself. Right? Yeah. I mean, and what I mean by that is you, you have a goal, you have a passion, you set goals, and you do everything in your power to achieve it and then exceed those goals. But, you know, you do it for the fans. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, you love to go out there, you love to compete, but it wouldn't be the same if there was an empty stadium. Right. right? So you do it for the fans. You know, New Yorkers, they watch everything. I, I grew up here. You know, I'm 20 years I played in New York, and... and um, you know, I've said this before. There, there's what's is it the the Truman Show that Jim Carrey show yeah, where Truman he grew show. up on TV? Uh -huh. That's how I feel my life yeah. is right because Yankee fans watch every single day. Um, so you do it for the fans. That's who make it. You know, that's who makes it special for you. Yeah. So um, you know, New York fans are the best. Yeah, of course they are, and you've been so gracious always to the fans. But I just wonder, just like in real life, like, do you ever? Because sometimes I find myself, I do things for the outside, and then sometimes, and sometimes it's a battle. Like, what do I need for me versus what do I need for the outside? And so I just wonder in your career how much, has that ever become a thing for you? Like, what you wanted to do for yourself or what? Um, uh, you know, the thing is, is, is what I wanted for myself was the exact same thing that the fans wanted. Mm -hmm. So therefore I didn't have it. There was no conflict. Right. You know what I mean? I wanted to win. That was the only reason why I played. Right. That was it. And, and you know, that's all Yankee fans want. Right. You know, they want you to win. So therefore, I, you know, we had the same agenda. I loved, um, I read the quote, I read the letter that you wrote to Colby in the Players' Tribune when he passed. And you said that, you know, that you hope, I don't want to miss your words, but it was something to the effect that of the greatest conversations that you've had with Colby, they were mostly about family, like the best conversations you've yeah. had with him. And I just wonder what you could share about that, what those were. Yeah, I mean, we, we you know, I didn't know Kobe that well, mm -hmm. right? Um, got In to my know mind, him a, you were best friends. <laughs> got got <laughs> to know mind. him a little bit more after I retired. Oh. Um, and we did a couple events together. We worked together with the Tribune. Mm -hmm. And we never had a conversation about baseball or basketball. Really? No. It was all family-related. I used to get on him because he had so many girls, right? And this was before I started <laughs> you thought it was funny? Yeah, I thought it was funny. <laughs> we got another girl, man. Um, and then, you know, here I am with, with three of my own. So <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. That you remember 
conversations and interactions with people. You admire people for what they've done in their mm -hmm. profession, but getting a chance to actually get to know them is what um, stands out to me. Not what you necessarily do on the basketball court or baseball right. field is who you are as a person. Do you I mean, look, look, I'll be honest with you. Um, you're a Hall of Famer. I am. Right? Thank you for it's mentioning not that. not the reason why I'm here. Oh, no? No. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm here. No, you I'm here. You were like I'm about to go do an interview with <clears throat> no, 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 the Hall of Famer. No, no, no. But I'm here because of the relationship that we have, mm -hmm. who you are as a person. Thank right? You. That means more to me than what you were able to accomplish in your professional career. Thank you. I think it's easy for people to get lost in that sometimes. Uh, I think you have a strong, you have an amazing family. I have an, you know, my mom's amazing woman that raised me. I think, but I think for some people who get thrown into such a spotlight, it's not always easy for people to kind of not get lost in that, I guess. Yeah, you get so focused on having success. Yeah, right. You get so so focused on, on, on fame and notoriety. Mm -hmm. um, you lose sight of who you are as a person. That's why it's so important the people that you have around you. I you know, know. I've had the same friends for 25 years. I've been blessed. Yeah, I love to that. have great friends around me, and you know, I rave about my family all the time. But you know, you need to surround yourself with people who are gonna, you know, tell you when you're doing things good. But more importantly, when you're screwing up, you know, you need someone to be honest with you. Are you good at that? Are you good? Can you take criticism from oh, your yeah. friends? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I can definitely take criticism. I, I, a lot of times when I'm around people I don't really necessarily know, I'll ask questions or give an idea or an opinion. I know's wrong. I just want to see if someone's gonna. I just want to see. Yeah, I just want to see if someone's gonna just agree with what I say. You've done that to me, no. I haven't. I will at some. I'll point. tell you how the much truth. time we have left. I will. <laughs> <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna do it. Do, try yeah. it once, like during this conversation, yeah, and see if yeah, I say the right yeah. thing, or if I yes you. If I'm yes man, you to death. There we go. So you have no yes men around you. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I don't. In my close inner circle. Mm -hmm. What is the key to picking good friends? Whew. Oh man. I don't know if there's a key. I. I yeah. I mean, you talk to the wrong person. Mm -hmm. I have trust issues to begin with. You know what I mean? So, my friends that. What my Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. That about? My closest friend, I don't know. I, I <laughs> Most people who have trust issues come from like rocky family or they've been, you know. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily rocky family. I, I, I think it's, you know, I just from when I was a young, when I, such a young age, you know, it's in a biracial family when, when it wasn't, I mean, it Accepted. wasn't the norm right. in West Michigan, where I grew up, right. and, and you know, just through experiences you have and people you interact with, and you hear things that were said about you. So I, I just have always had trust issues. But my friends, like I said, all my friends have been around. You know, you come mm-hmm. to the same people, same right? People. Same friends yeah. um, that I've had for twenty plus years. You're lucky. That's what I mean. That's a great. Blessing. I've been blessed. Yeah, that's a super yeah. super blessing. Do you ever see people like we talked about Kobe or Serena or do you ever watch other greats and see similarities in how they carry themselves, their performance, their just their uh, keys to life? You know, do you ever see do you ever see that? Yeah, there's there's a lot of similarities, I think, in mindset. Like what? Setting goals, you know, mm-hmm. no excuses, working harder than everyone else. Um you know, but when you're passionate about it, it's not work, mm-hmm. right? This is what you enjoy. People have different personalities, Yeah. you know, sure. but I think ultimately the mindset is the same, yeah. you know, not accepting failure. You learn from your failures because you're going to have some along yeah. the way, but you don't accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know when I was playing, I, 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 I would just look around and watch and you could tell who it bothers when you don't win. Um, it's like deep. Yeah, you don't. It's and, deep, and, and too. It's not it just is. like, oh, man, I lost. Yeah, no, it's yeah. like deep. You, know, you get dressed and go home and, oh, you're on vacation the next day. You know, it's, I just had a real problem with people that didn't strive for excellence, you know, because you only, your career is only so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, your career can be a lot longer than a professional athlete. Thank I played God. 20 years. Yeah. You know, that's a long time for long. a professional athlete. Yeah. It goes by quickly. And, um you know, it just bothered me when people didn't have the same passion for it that I did. Did you take the time to to try to change people, or do you take it as that's who they are? 
There's nothing I can do about that person. I don't think you can change them. Huh. I've said it before. Just act like you care, man. Just fake it for three hours. That's all right. you got to do is fake it. Right. Um, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't think you can necessarily change them. It goes back to what we said earlier. It either means something to you or it doesn't. Mm. Yeah, I can't make it mean something to you. Don't I say that, Brittany, when I'm like, it's the first thing when if I'm interviewing an intern or whatever, it's like the first thing I look for in somebody is, do you care? Yeah. It's like the first thing. I don't, I don't even care about your resume. I don't care about yeah. what you say your goals are. Like, do you care? Yeah, that's it's the line. first thing. Yeah. Because from there, you could learn, you could train, you can do all the things that, you know. You'll put the work in if you care about and it. And you can't make somebody care. No. Like that has to, they have to come with no. that. I was watching uh, Serena uh, the other day, and I saw Tiger Woods watching her, and he looked like he was enjoying yeah. watching her, which is made me, which is why I asked you that question. I wonder what that's like for like one great to watch another great if there's, you know, inspiration in that or just. Of course, you get inspired by other people. Yeah. It doesn't have to necessarily be in your own profession. Mm-hmm. You can be inspired by someone in a completely different profession. Yeah. You know, and uh, I like to watch how people operate. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get to. Like, what is the, what are the things that you like about the operations of people, or the things <laughs> that uh, inspire you? Like, what inspires you even now, post after baseball? Like, what are you inspired by right now? And, you know, I, I really I get inspired by, and I'm not trying to sound corny, but coming home, I, the, the kids grow up so quickly, mm. you know, and they have interests, and 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 you know, I, I'm I'm just can't wait to find out what it is that they want to do so I can support them. You know, if that makes sense. What if sense. they don't have, they, there's no way they're not going to have the Jeter drive. There's no way, right? You couldn't. Well, what if your girls, what if one of your girls was like, yeah, just, no, not really. My youngest is nine months, so I'm still, <laughs> takes you any little time to figure her out. But but the other two, no, they have to, I mean, they, they race to who puts the seatbelt on first in the back. See, and, and, and it's like a meltdown if they lose, you know what I mean? So it's always, I win, yeah, I did. I'm responsible for it. You so are so I responsible. Feel, I, I feel bad. I feel bad. I told the story yesterday, actually. So my um, oldest was taking tennis lessons, and she just turned five. So she was taking tennis lessons when she was four. Now, you can only keep the attention span for 15, 20 minutes before she starts drawing on the court, right? right. And um, we're telling her one day, are you ready to go to practice? She's like, I don't want to go to practice. I was like, all right, if you don't want to play tennis, fine. You know, we'll find something else you want to do. She said, well, I don't have to go to practice because I already know how to play. She's four years old. I'm like, this is my fault, man. Like, it's totally your oh, fault. Yeah, I know. I feel bad. <laughs> you did that to I her. did. I did. Wow. Yeah. How exciting, though, to see what they become. Yeah. So, so I, I, I get inspired by them, seriously. And I'm not, I'm not trying to sound corny. Or did you? No, there's nothing corny about that. Did you have... Because um, you decided... By the way, you were young, you know, you were like the bachelor in New York, you know, you were the people, every, if you dated anybody or went out with anybody, it was like a thing for many years, but you chose to wait till this time in your life to become, or till after you finished baseball to become, you don't get married and have a family. I didn't meet the right one yet. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> That's a the beautiful right answer. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Make sure that makes it. <laughs> In this show, um, yes, I will. I will, I will know, clip that and send it to you so you can show yeah, her. There you go. No, but you know the thing is, though, I it would not have been fair mm. to anyone, right? To to my wife if I met her ten years ago, yeah, because I was way too selfish. Uh, what I mean by that is everything was about my career, you know, and everything was about performing on the field, and I don't think it would have been fair to 
my significant other, or kids I would have. Uh -huh. um, just knowing my mindset. I've always been jealous of players um, that have had kids during their career. Mm -hmm. Kids are in the clubhouse, I on know. the field. I mean, my girls tonight, first time, are going to be on the field at Yankee Stadium. Wow. Um, so I'm jealous of that, but I just couldn't have, I couldn't mm -hmm. have done it. I just, but do you have to make that choice and switch? Like, Because even you say that, you know, even the doc I was seeing, you say how it may be a character flaw, but you cut people off. If they disappoint you or they, some, you know, the, whatever, if the loyalty is, if you don't trust them, then you cut people off. But as a husband and as a dad, there's a vulnerability that you put yourself into. It's different. Your kids yeah. are going to, when they're teenagers, they are going to do things that is going to infuriate you. Yeah, I'm sure. They do things now that infuriate you. But, <laughs> but you get through it. You get through it, I tell you. And it's, it, it is, it's, it's so much fun. It, it really is. I keep asking people, does it get easier as they get no. older? No, it doesn't. So. Mm -mm. My Nico's in, in college. 19 it doesn't get easier I'm yeah. like worried every day is he back in his know. room is he gonna, you know bigger some, problems as they get older for sure is he gonna pick the right people is he yeah. gonna you know yeah you just wanna be present I wanna be present which is another reason why it would not have been fair yeah. I, I don't consider it, it yeah. to have been fair cause my parents were always present you know until I got in high school and I started really playing summer ball like sports now are completely different mm -hmm. than when I grew up um, you know I played 12 baseball games a year until I was almost in high school. Mm -hmm. You know, now you have kids playing 60, 70. My nephew plays 60 games a year. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so I always had one of my parents present at everything we did. Wow. You know, whether you, they'd split up, go to my sister's softball game, one would go to my sister's game, one would come to my Little League game. Um, whether it was school plays or school events, one of my parents was always there, if not both. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to be present for my kids. You from Instagram? It seems like you really are. <laughs> yeah, hi, if man, Instagram I, is, say, yeah, is I, an indication uh, of, yeah, yeah, of you, what kind of girl dad you are. You're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate you talking about another one. I didn't want to do was, was social media. Yeah, you know, I, I swore on that one. I would never do it as well. But you know, I, I get it. You know, you have a lot of projects. I have a lot of things that I'm interested in. You want to share with 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 the world and and. Um, so yeah, I, I never thought I would start. How are you feeling about it? How's it going? It's it's, it's a uh, weird beast. Um yeah, I'm trying to trying to see. I don't even know if I can articulate it. It's um I just never thought, okay, it doesn't cross my mind when I'm doing something to take a picture and capture it and share it with everyone. Right. That's not the first thing that comes to mind. Right. Um but I, I, I'm learning and I and I wanna share some of the projects that I'm involved yeah. with you yeah. know post-career i want to share that with people how do you because i know you have we'll talk about some we might as well talk about them now but some of these projects how does that i don't know do you still have is it that same eager eagerness to win yeah that you put into these projects <clears throat> no question yeah. i mean it's all about yeah you, know, you get asked quite a bit about okay tell me the difference between professional sports and business yeah same thing is it, you have to have great teammates are you that are you as aggressively <sighs> Um, concerned about winning yeah really you have to be mm. you know you have to be I, I you got to pay attention to your competition regardless of what it is competition eliminates complacency that's what I like <laughs> oh. to say and and um, you know whether it's in business or in sports same mm -hmm. thing you find out who your competition is and, and you want to beat them uh -huh. what do you let's let's talk about let so let's talk about one of them the greatness um, greatness wins yeah greatness wins uh -huh. is Clothing line, 
It's more than a clothing it's, line. Well, it's an athletic apparel. Athletic apparel. Right. Yes. Greatness wins. Greatness wins. See, um, my thing is I've had great relationships throughout my career. Yeah. Obviously, you wear athletic apparel. So I, I think any time that you've had long-term relationships and you're passionate about it, mm -hmm. you, you try to think about, you know, what are some of the things that I could do differently, right? Mm -hmm. And what are some of the things that I would do I think would be better? Mm -hmm. And we launched Greatness Wins um, a couple months ago. And, uh, you know, the way I like to look at it is, is two things. One is people talk about greatness. They think it's an ultimate goal. I don't think it's a goal. I think it's a mindset, right? I think you have to have a mindset. Um, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in sports. You know, it can be in everyday life, working mm -hmm. out, staying healthy. You know, everyone thinks they're an athlete, right? You know, yes. we, we both think we're golfers. I, well, yeah. See, I dragged myself into that yeah, right there. We you. both think we're golfers, right? So, yes. uh, I am a so, golfer. Sorry, I know you are a golfer. Keep telling yourself. Yeah. See, I told you, you're I a dominate. beast. You're going to dominate. I dominate yes, when I'm yes, out there. you're dominate. <laughs> So we, we started the brand based on, first of all, performance. We mm -hmm. want performance apparel, um, consistency, fit, mm -hmm. sustainability, comfort. Um, so it's, it's exciting. We brought in um, Misty Copeland oh, to design the female line. Yes, the women's line that's going to come out next spring, I believe. I love that. Um, yeah. So, and so, you have the same drive about it. Like you I have do. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, I do. Because anytime you put your name on something, you want it to be successful. Yeah, and sure. if it's not, they're going to say you didn't succeed. So, Can you coach us regular folks <coughs> on greatness, on, that, on what that is? No, because <laughs> sorry, I did an interview with Mike Tyson the other day, and he told me that I needed to. This is his advice to me. I needed to. to to talk more shit. I needed to be a, like, I needed to talk my shit. I needed right. to be my own hype person. I needed to be like, uh, so he started doing it for me. You're this, you, he started telling me all this right, and, I'm, yeah, and yeah. I'm repeating it. Yeah. And it didn't really suit me. Like it's not my personality, but you know what? You, but you I can, understand. Yeah. But yeah. you can do it internally. True. You don't have to vocalize it. I mean, I, okay. talk to myself all the time. You head. do. What do you tell yeah, yourself? I'm not going to tell you. I'm Come on. There is one thing. Um, Derek, you did you say Derek? Do you call yourself Derek? I don't. Okay. No, I don't. I don't know if it's that formal. Yeah, I don't think it's that formal of a conversation. Derek Cheater. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think it's just it's just it's it's just repeating it. Like I said, I think your mindset is what's most important. Right. You know, I think that 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 is how you have success. I think when you start doubting yourself, that's when you have a problem, you have a real problem. So it's almost just reinforcing yourself that, hey, look, you know, you're going to succeed here. It's not a question. You're going to succeed. And if you don't, you deal with it afterwards. You don't what did I do before. wrong? You don't do The last thing you think before. is the first thing. Yeah. So it's do. just constant reinforcement. Okay. I'm going to talk to myself more. There you go. In this positive way. I really don't think I ever did that. No? I think I was driven... I think it was just drive. I just love what I did. I have a natural curiosity about people and things. And then later, as I my career started growing, then I started developing that like that competitiveness. Yeah. I was always competitive in games and things like that. But in terms of my career, it wasn't until later that I um, learned to, to kind of develop that. But I never really got the arrogance. <laughs> I don't want to say arrogance, but that uh, I was... I inner was, confidence. But you have inner confidence. I don't believe I'm arrogant at it. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast, So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Oh. Yeah. No, I don't think you're arrogant at all. No, but I'm confident. Mm -hmm. Always? Never doubts. Well, I look, like I talk about uncomfortable situations. Everyone putting, thrusted in an uncomfortable situation. And Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, you have doubts. But I think the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Um, So, yeah, there's there's always times you're doing something for the first time, you know. And that's it. That's the only time. It's really fascinating. That's not the average person, just so you're clear. Okay, so I'll give you one. Okay. Um, when I was younger, my biggest fear, right? Well, first of all, my biggest fear in life is being unprepared. That's my really? biggest. Yes, my biggest fear is being unprepared. But I, I hated speaking in front of people. If we had school reports we had to do, um, presentations we'd have to do, I, my parents would make me do it in front of them the night before and I was scared to death even in the to, house in the house to do it in front of my parents and I, I mean I would be sweating for two weeks and and now who would have thought you know you go to Yankee Stadium you address 50,000 people yeah you know or you do a speaking engagement and you have thousands of people and you know I, I don't get nervous anymore you don't ever no wow. I mean I don't I don't 
No, I think I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because people ask about nerves. And, and, you know, you play in a big game and they say, are you nervous? And no, I'm not nervous. You know, I, I get butterflies, mm-hmm. which means you care. You want to have butterflies. Right. But I'm not nervous. I go, get what's going to happen? Yeah. You know, but you get butterflies. And I always get butterflies. You just do it anyway. You just win anyway. No, no. I just look, I've lost a lot. <laughs> you, win more, you win more. In my highlight reel, you win always. Thank you. Yes, yes. You always win in the highlight yes, reel. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love this for a line, and it's a great title. It's a great name. Um, there was something you were talking about in the doc, going back to your kids, and about the choice to, whether well, it's a choice or however it landed in your life, <clears throat> that it happened post your career, your baseball career. They never got to, they don't know you as a, they never got to see you in, hit your no. 3,000 or win yeah, a no. championship, or they never saw you in, in your baseball greatness. Yeah. Um, they only get to see the highlight reels. Is, is that, I don't know, is, is that a weird thing for you? Or do you, do you almost like teach your kids about that? I almost like the fact mm. that that's a side that they don't know. Really? I do, yeah, I, 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 because I want them to, to look at me as, as, you know, who I am when I'm at home every day, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and they never had the experience. I mean, they, they retired my number at Yankee Stadium. Uh, Hannah was pregnant with, with Bella. Mm-hmm. That's the only time, I mean, she was there. Obviously, she wasn't born yet, but they haven't been in the Yankee Stadium. So they've seen a couple of highlights because of you know, some of the documentary footage. Mm-hmm. And they'll just say, Daddy, and then they'll turn around and start doing something else. <laughs> so I, I'm, Get back I'm, to drawing yeah, on get, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I'm almost... I, I, but no regret like about that. No, yeah. no, not at all. Mm. Not at all. Any regrets at all, by the way, of anything in your life? <clears throat> um, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think you can sit here and say you, you have regrets because I think even mistakes that you've made, mm-hmm. I think it helps shape who you are. Mm-hmm. Someone said if I go back and change anything, what I would do is, is my last season I kept a journal. Mm. Um, every day it was like one sentence, two sentences, and it wasn't even necessarily about anything that happened in the game, just how I was feeling at the time. And I wish I would have done that my entire career mm. because there's so many things that you forget. One of the great things about doing the documentary was I get a chance to reflect on my career. And there's so many things you forget about. Yeah. Like they interviewed North, I think, 90 people for this documentary. And unfortunately, all of them weren't in it because, you know, there's oh, there wow. seven episodes and there's a lot of footage there. And people remember stories and, you know, you forget about it. So I, I wish I would have done that. Yeah, that would have been that would have been great for us too, because maybe one day you could have made that a book. We could have known all the inner thoughts <laughs> yeah, of Derek yeah. Jeter. Yeah, I don't think I'll be around for that to come out. <laughs> I mean, later when yeah, you're like Quincy yeah. Jones age and you don't care anymore, but yeah. <laughs> you just spill it all at some point. <laughs> That's an exciting time, I'm sure. So what's next? So what is and does your because we talk a lot about purpose on this podcast? Like, I would imagine what your purpose was maybe in your twenties. Or what you thought your purpose was in life has probably shifted. But do you think about that? Um, uh, no, I, I you don't I, operate I, from that. You mm. know, really, I th- my my number one priority, I should just say, is taking care of my family. Mm. You mm. know, and that's that's um, it's you know, like I said, my my oldest just turned five, and and. 
priorities change. Mm-hmm. You know, you always hear people say, oh, wait, you have your own kids. And I, I was the one that, you know, I, I when people, I'd run into people, they, they'd pull out their phone, try to show me pictures of their kids. You'd I had like, zero interest. None. Like, I had no interest in seeing anyone. Kids. Yeah, I had no interest in seeing anyone else's kids. And now I'm that person. I pull out my phone and show my kids. So I would everything like to see changes. Your kids so, you leave. Yeah, I have of a mom, course. So I would actually. Of course, yeah. I won't roll in my eyes. I'll be happy to see the <laughs> okay, kids. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would be happy about that. Really? So you don't think about that? Never have like my purpose in life or never had those thoughts? Purpose in life is just to be a good person. I think that's, that's what I try to do. You know, mm-hmm. I treat people how I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to be respectful to, to everyone. Um, I think, you know, as you know, sometimes in life, when you have some sort of success, you're, you're given a platform. And once you're given that platform, you try to elevate others mm-hmm. alongside you. So I try to give as many people opportunities that I can, whether it's in business, um, in life. I'm trying to support as many people as I could through the foundation, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's, it's, it's almost your duty to do so. Yeah. No, you guys do amazing. Shout out to Charlie, by the way, who's always keeps me in the loop with everything that's <laughs> happening with the foundation. And it's really lovely to see and inspiring to see uh, what you guys do there. I know the gala's coming up. I'll be there. Get my outfit together. There you go. All right. <laughs> Make sure I'm in there. <laughs> in the theme of superpowers, though, as we're like <clears throat> rapping, um, is there any, uh, like something that you see a, a trait or a character in, in that you admire when you see it in other people that you don't necessarily have for yourself, like a superpower that somebody else has that you kind of wish, oh, I wish I, I was more like that. Um, man, that's a very good question. I've never mm-hmm. been asked that question. A characteristic that someone has, um, I, I would, man, I, I would say people's ability to be so comfortable in certain situations like yeah i'm very comfortable around people i know mm-hmm. right but you get into it, it just takes me so long to get comfortable with people so i maybe it's i don't know maybe it's more of an outgoing personality mm-hmm. right but right. that's that's not not who i am i'm that way with my friends and family yeah but um until i know you i won't be that way so i've always admired people that are so comfortable and not even saying comfortable in your own skin. I'm very comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. But just Outward. comfortable enough to let your guard down. Mm. But that's it's, just not who I am. That's not how you're, yeah, you're that's wired. Not how I'm, I operate. Isn't it yeah. exhausting, though, sometimes to, like, you can't put your guard down? Doesn't it get, get tiring sometimes? No, because that's who I am. It's not like yeah. I just put it up. You know, a few weeks ago, it's it's, yeah. it's pretty, <laughs> that's much the way it is. Much, yeah. By the way, I say that with no judgment because I I probably am the same way. Right, I'm, I, I tend to be guarded. Yeah, that's and a good thing. I'm big on on boundaries. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a good thing. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Yeah. All right. So, what else do people need to know? We have um, the the line. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the future? I mean, what is the the future? Like, what do you care about looking forward? With, yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I get asked quite a bit, you know, are you going to do something else in baseball? Um, I don't know. Mm. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll do something. Um, you know, I, I had the chance through ownership and, and front office to be exposed to another side of the game. I think people are always so quick to say the other side. I just mm. look at it as another side of the game. So I think there's experiences and there's knowledge that I've, that I've gotten and and whether I share it with individual players, group of players, an organization or mm-hmm. 
directly with the fans. I, I still want to be involved with the game because I love the game. You still love it? I do. I do. I love the game. Um, do you watch it? Little, yeah, I do now. I do now. More highlights, you know, because I got a lot going on in the house. You know, what I mean, I go to sleep at seven thirty, eight o'clock now. Do you so really? I do. It's sad oh, to say. Yeah, That's it's so really old sad. Man. Come on. It's sad to say. I'm up early, but uh, yeah, I go to sleep very early. Um, but yeah, I'll do something in the game. We would love to see that. That would be see. That would be something for the fans. They would love that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course. You're no, amazing. Thanks for having me. All in, that in real life. That's your real life. Yeah, baby. it is. Everybody, wow. big, big round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone.